Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it's here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, pop us a follow on Spotify, or toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash as trophy room and so with all that said and with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir i may have hit the mic slightly on that intro i'm doing great how it's are okay. you i'm doing great obs had a new update so i don't know if my mic <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen with this mic we may Roll have to use punches exactly <laughs> we may have to use that back of audio but uh honest to goodness kyle it feels like forever since we've done this podcast i know it's, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's only been a week, but like... And technically less, because we recorded with Game Explain literally two hours ago. That's right, yeah. And hey. then yeah. we did the Elden Ring stuff uh, last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Extra Life happened. Uh, yeah, that will take a lot out of you, for sure. Yeah, and I just wanted to shout out the uh, the Phoenix Overdrive crew, of which we are the te- uh, part of the team there. Um, and good friends, you know, uh, Console Cato, Sean Capri, uh, the PSVG crew, um, everybody there. We re- helped raise over twenty one thousand dollars. Wow! And that ranked us at the time, I think, either forty two or forty three in the world. Hell yes! Uh, so raising a whole bunch of money. Great for, job! Okay. Yeah, it was it was awesome and. Already, you know, Sean and I have some grandiose ideas. We're going to partner more with them um, with Extra Life in bigger ways. And we're really wanting to make it so that, and I want to say here, I want to make, you know, the Rome, New York trip. I want to make it like a trophy room meetup where like everybody comes and, you know, we all hang out. We all have fun. There's like a hotel five minutes away and like we can all just help raise money for kids in need. That is like my grandiose vision. If we can make our first meetup something that we're helping kids, you know? Absolutely. That is, that's something I definitely want to do with any sort of platform that I have, even though I want to get out of teaching, uh, helping kids is still a huge priority to me. And extra life is a great way to do that. So yeah, any, yeah, any chance to to do that do some good in the world i'm so down that said i was supposed to stream bloodborne yeah, yeah i was about to say how'd that uh old hunters oh dlc goodness. go yeah what oh happened oh my man? god am i still the biggest bloodborne fan in the world right now let me explain <laughs> though let me explain my for some reason and i think it's just because there was so much wireless stuff going on i just sure. brought my ps5 and headsets to to you know do the stream that way and i think it interfered with the bluetooth because my sound wasn't working and then I was like, okay, well, when people go to sleep or at nighttime, um, I'll, I'll try it again we'll with Bloodborne, right? What happened was midway through, um, like a circuit breaker popped and we lost power. But my mm. PlayStation 5 was updating. Uh-oh. And what ended up happening is it corrupted my system software, like my Uh-oh. system UI. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I thought my console bricked. Because yeah. it was two and a half hours of it not turning, like it turning on, but then going straight to a black screen. Oh, no. Luckily, we saved it. 
Okay, good. And shout out to the expanded storage, might I add, because that actually held most of the games that I brought. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was a whole big ordeal, Jeez. but all's fine, man. All's fine. Okay. That said, talking about PlayStation 5, Kyle, this week we're talking about the one-year anniversary of the PlayStation 5. We're going to have a little PS5 year in review. We're going to be talking about the Elden Ring previews and how I didn't get a code, and I'm very jealous about it. Spider-Man gets revealed in Avengers and so much more kyle let's start the show the best way possible by thanking our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room i want to thank our newest members as always miles adler fiona the good sir and trucker sloth i want to thank our platinum producers todd burowitz too soon and toxic i want to thank our gold members Brad Presnell, Gavin Gofried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, and Robbie Bobby Miller himself. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hayden Doors, Nakachaka, Marcus O'Neill, Oh, It's Just Ray, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Todd Roper, Brendan Zachary, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, Mannix, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. We got to play a little Overwatch with them as well. Whew. whole lot of people to thank. But Kyle, I want to just get right into it. Let's let's get into the salty tears, Joe. So with that, Kyle, before we just square up the news as well, we got to talk about the Elden Ring previews that just came out. So first and foremost, Kyle, we've seen the first 15 minutes of Elden Ring. Yeah. And as so many people know, if you're a fan of this show, Y'all know that From Software don't miss for me. They're my favorite developer. And Bloodborne is the greatest game possibly ever made. Can, can I even add something to that? Sure. I think sometimes you take it too far. Mm, how so? I I think I think your love for it, you get blinded by any, any From Software game. Elaborate. Elaborate. I request elaboration. Uh, so uh, a couple of days ago, there was a there was a thing about yeah. how um, you're like, oh, Bloodborne remakes got to happen, and then yes. uh, our friend of the show Mario Rivera is like, you know what, Bloodborne doesn't need a remake. And I said I agree, and then you came in and you're like, but it has to happen. 4K 60 and blah blah blah. Personally, don't think it needs a remake. Just put a patch out. Make it 60 frames. That's all it needs. Mm. A remake is, to me, a remake is for a game that is widely unaccessible to people to play. Bloodborne is part of the PlayStation Plus collection. You can download it right now as part of the PS Plus uh, um, uh, benefits. It's widely available. Remakes should be for games that you can't play or need the remake to. Bloodborne, just make it 60 frames. Make it a little bit prettier. A remaster is fine. Just don't remake the whole thing. Guys, you see, he said I'm too passionate about it. He seems very passionate. Very about passionate this. about it because I know you're going to come back at, at me with this, this You whole, know what? We'll save it for the end of the show. Sandwich. You know we'll, what I'm talking about? <laughs> we'll save it for the end of the show. Well, he's <sighs> so passionate. And, and he failed to remind everybody because uh, I'm a true there Bloodborne we go. fan. You also it's been 2,423 <laughs> days. Also, when you watch us on Game Explain uh, in a couple days, uh-huh. uh, Joe... Took back what he said, how Ghost is the game of the generation. He referred to Bloodborne as the game. I of said generation. one of. No, one of. you said mm. the. You said the. Man, Kyle's coming with a different energy tonight. I don't know if I like it. 
Elden Ring. What, what's it got for us? <laughs> well, I want to know your thoughts, Kyle. I oh. think it looks great. I think, yeah. um, you know, it is, and I know this is probably not what the hardcore fan base wants to hear, but I yeah. love how accessible it seems to be. Yeah. I love that fall damage is reduced. Mm. I love that there are markers and beacons that tell you that where to go and the I forgot what they're called grace fires yes. grace something yeah the they're just called grace yeah uh, when you light it it will give you a pointer similar to like the wind and ghost of Tsushima to yes. be like here's where you gotta go next and I love that it, yeah. I, especially with Elden Ring being so open world I can totally imagine me being even more lost than I was in Bloodborne yeah. So I love the fact that they are making it easier for people to figure out where they're going, figure out what to do next. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I think the combat and learning, learning how to parry the different enemies that will come in due time just from playing the game. So if you take out worrying about where to go on only focus on getting better at the combat, I think that's, that's a win-win all around. Yeah. And the one thing that was very, um, controversial for a lot of from fans was there there are a lot of these beacons all over the place there are a lot of they're used as fast travel points because the map is from what we understand just that huge yeah. so instead of you having to run back and forth and all that stuff you can literally just fast travel to the point that you want to go and i really like what you said there as well because from software's never made an open world game before this is their first time and what it really does seem like is it takes the elements that we say that we love about breath of the wild where it's like hey go out there and explore like there are little mini dungeons uh yeah, and catacombs cool. that you literally have to um you have to find like they're not obvious they're not like these pillars that you find and the cool thing about it is let's just say like you get your ass kicked in a catacomb and you're like i don't know i can do this you just place a marker in there and you could come back to it later so it's it's cool in that way where it's breath of the wild where it gives you a blank canvas yeah and you could put the waypoints that you want down Mm -hmm. And it's like Ghost of Tsushima in that way of like, and if I just want the golden path, there's literally a golden path. For yeah, me. and I love that. And also to bring it back to one of your uh -huh. games of the generation, I there put in air quotes. There you go. Um, I think those mini dungeons things are exactly what I think what a Bloodborne sequel sequel could eventually do, where the, you place these chalice dungeons yeah. all over the world, not yeah. just have them at the hub area and you could just go step by step, but like experience them, find them and dive into them as optional things. Yes. I think that's so cool. Yes. And what's I think even cooler than that is the fact that it seems like each cavern is different. Like yeah, the one thing great. about Bloodborne, which is almost a perfect game, I would say it's perfect because everything that's perfect has a flaw, is that, yeah, <laughs> those Thank dungeons. You. That's what many people say about me, so I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> Jesus. That those, th those dungeons just seemed way too repetitive. Yes. And seeing a little or a lot more variety is also incredibly welcome. And I like what you said there as well. The one thing that they have in this game is when you have your mount and you're just running throughout the open world, you have unlimited stamina. So if you don't want to fight a mob, you don't have to. But the game rewards you by giving you like crafting materials or upgrades to your weapons. And so let's first start there. This is what the, the previews now have said for 
Elden Ring. Weapon upgrades equal to the Ashen Ashens of War. That's what your weapon upgrades are called. These upgrades give your weapons unique abilities or spells and are not consumed when you put Love them on that. a weapon. So if you want your sword to literally conjure up a lightning bolt to strike down your enemies or conjure up little mini knives that you can shoot at your foes. Nice. Or even conjure up a dragon that breathes fire on your, on yes, your enemies. <laughs> you can have that. And you can switch that with other weapons. Let's say if you find a cool pole arm, you could put it there. Uh, or if you find a cool like sword and shield, you could put it there. I so love you can, that. yeah. You, the thing that excites me here is that builds are going to be insane because there's going to be so much variety. So yeah. as a big From fan, that excites me. I love I love the idea of um, you know bringing it to like my two-handed greatsword is going to be different than your two-handed greatsword. And that's what makes Bloodborne so great for us as well. Remember when we were talking about On the Road to Greatness, mm -hmm. um, how you experienced a part of that level differently than I did by just yes. doing something slightly? This, mm -hmm. this puts it to the nth degree, which is really cool. And when we talk about, like, this is a big open world you could go out and explore, nothing is gated by higher-level enemies. Love Every all these enemies are going to scale alongside you as the player, so you're always going to get that challenge if you'd like. Um, we talked about the dungeons and catacombs, which are freaking awesome. Um, respawn points. Here's a here's a big one. So it seems like in Elden Ring, the biggest change is there's no hub world. Um, it, so these little spawn points, these uh, moments of grace, they're there to be your hub world. You are like. There's animals that you could find and hunt, and then you can actually take that as crafting for like bow and arrows and stuff like that. Um, so you're really using the open world as your hub world, which is something that we don't see in a from software game. And at each each grace point, that's where you can like mess with your ashes of war, yep. right? And craft and everything in yeah. those things. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, legacy dungeons are going to be very familiar to fans. This really did look like it was, it, um, this looked like the evolution of demon souls on PS five meets, uh, dark souls. It, it looks really cool. The whole art design really screams that to me as well. Mm -hmm. uh, where we fought, you see that big giant boss of like a million hands that you fight. Um, the cool thing here, we talk about spirits, we see you conjuring up like wolves or like a little mini army to attack folks, making it again more accessible. You can't use them all the time, though. You, they're like little beacons that you activate within an area, and that's when you can use them, which oh, is really okay. awesome. So you don't – it's not like you're constantly using it as a crutch, but they help you when you earn them almost. Sweet. Um, this game runs off the, un, uh, the Dark Souls engine. So when people are like, it looks a, a very much like Dark Souls, well, it, you know – for. The untrained eye, yes. For from fans like me, we can see the subtle differences because those subtle differences make a whole lot of difference. But even some reviewers go, listen, it, it feels like Dark Souls, but the changes that are made there make it feel like the changes were just enough to make it different. Not like a Coke versus RC, more like a... Coke versus a Pepsi, if that makes any I, sense. I will say it's a bit of a bummer Yeah, that the HUD seems ripped from the other Souls games. I actually like 
I, I get what you say because like like the same the health bar magic yeah. stamina even the four little squares in the lower left even when like, it says you died it's like the same font now eh, I'm hand. a little I'm a little bummed I wish it was more Elden Ring affied yes like a little that is that one makes it fit the world I guess but yeah that is one critique because they they are really I hate when we have these conversations because you know. Twitter, but they are reusing a lot of the same assets from it seems from. Oh Dark yeah, Souls. I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I am saying it as like, oh, those lazy developers. Yeah. No, it's just like it's just some bum that they, yes. it's not, not like a special look. You do yeah. whatever you can to make sure the game runs well and works the way it needs to. I'm totally fine. No, with but that's a that's a fair critique as well because again, yeah, they they're using. It seems like some of the same stuff you're seeing I, in, in Dark yeah, Souls. Yeah, I just don't want people out there to be like, oh man, Kyle sounds like the yeah. go God of War Ragnarok, same canoe. <laughs> same animations. I don't, I don't want that. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's, the, here's the most beautiful thing to wrap up the little preview that we've seen. Uh, there's two types of modes. You got the 4K 30, you got the 4K 60 performance mode. Obviously, we're going to go performance mode. Sure, yeah. Uh, classes. Uh, Oh, yeah, way. just real quick. Yeah. Um, to, uh, and a couple of these other points that I want to get in. I love how magic seems more important and more and, powerful. And more powerful. And the fact that I'm actually going to use magic. Yes. Um, I, I think it's, it, it, it's something cool. Like, I think with the older games, you pick a class and you spec out what you need to spec out. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, Magic is just not part of it, or at yeah. least the ones that I've tried, Demon Souls and Bloodborne. So the fact that it seems like it's baked in with every single one, I think maybe not one of the, I think one of the classes Warrior does not have it, mm-hmm. or as high. I love that it is an important part of each one, especially with like these Ashens of War thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a, that, yeah, it seems like every class has a, a role to play when it comes to magic. So we got Warrior, Enchanted Knight, which is like your Paladin. Prophet, which I would assume it's like a healer class, champion, which is like the barbarian class, and then Bloody Wolf, which is the other one we've seen. It seems like it's just a two-handed like knight. Um, and our first question of the night comes from TPR, and they write, I want to materialize my hype into a more refined response on Elden Ring. From what I can see, From Software has basically created the greatest hits Souls game, bringing together the best aspects from the past, like power stancing, poise, and unique weapon arts, and now also being able to gain weapon abilities from bosses rather than simply soul oh, weapons and or armor. Makes me feel like this will be one of the most customizable Souls games. I feel like a kid in a candy shop, and the candies I've been seeing accumulate over the past <laughs> years. And a horse? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, TPR, I'm so excited for you. Um, yeah. It does seem like a greatest hits of Soulsborne's games, for in a good way. Yes. Um, yeah, I love that it seems like the non-toxic fans are happy with this. Yes. Um, I, I love that. I love that everyone's getting something that they, they truly are excited about. It's awesome. Yeah. And I'm incredibly, uh, incredibly excited for this as well. Like I just got, I, I now finally got the email. Womp, womp, and, womp. Oh, boo. Womp. womp well, if you womp, got the womp. email, you would have canceled the show and I would have yeah, <laughs> It just hurts. Gone. I know. Hey, listen, now you know how it feels when PlayStation doesn't pick me That's, for the PlayStation Direct. It's fair. 
It's fair. I literally were checking every 15 minutes. But yeah. that being said, I, I'm not <laughs> getting into the preview, guys. Um, yeah, this really just seemed like the greatest hits of, of From Software games. Like, there's a little of everything in here. You got the, you know, elevation of Sekiro with the jump and climbing and all that jazz. You have the, what I would like to say, the different, I guess not stances, but the power weapons from Bloodborne. And then you get the basic tenets of Dark Souls in there as well. Um, and it really does seem like it is a greatest hits album in all the best ways. So I'm super hyped. Like I'm reading this and I'm hoping the audience isn't tuned out because I'm so tuned into it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Can I, can Go I say it. a bummer though? Yeah. And I, I, it's not a huge bummer. Um, I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. I truly mm-hmm. do. But this is the first time that I feel that it being a, a, a title, no matter what, yeah. is being held back by coming out in cross-gen. Mm-hmm. It's the first time where I, where I feel like that because, yes, it looks stunning. I love the art uh, art style of it. But like I feel like Demon Souls, the remake, yeah. is so much more prettier oh really i think i i kind of like i i think this game looks a little prettier i i I meant like you know lighting and whatnot maybe maybe whatever i watched was not great yeah on my on my computer screen but i don't know i just feel like it's this is the first time i've i'm seeing a title being held back from being cross-gen and not truly a, a a ps5 series x pc kind of thing and kyle that's a fair that's a fair point because that's what some people have been saying as well it's like well okay. this doesn't look like it looks great but it looks like another souls game yes and, and i get that screaming next gen kind of thing. yeah um i get where you're coming from i think demon souls uh has the benefit of being made on one platform as of right now that's all we that's know fair. That's um fair. and this game's being ported to god yeah. knows how many that's fair Clear Wings uh, XYZ writes in Elden Ring is shaping up to be a potential goat game. Uh, I would love to know what kind of character you'll be building on your first playthrough through Elden Ring. Honestly, I'm looking at the Enchanted Knight and that class looks dope as hell because you get a little bit of the the melee from what a, a warrior class would be, but then you get a nice balance of magic as well. Either that or the bloody wolf class. It's hard not to pick Bloody Wolf just yeah. from the name alone. It sounds just fucking cool. It sounds cool. It just sounds um, dope. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I definitely want it. I want this time around to have more magic abilities. So anything that gives me a chance to mess around with all that stuff in Elden yeah. Ring, I'm that's probably the route I'm gonna go. Yeah. Uh so with that, those are our Elden Ring previews. Again. I can't wait to get into this game and it just sucks that it's a week after horizon. Cause I, I love yeah, both so much. And it's like, who's my favorite kid. And it's like, obviously just my favorite kid, but Sarah's there too. And she's great. Uh-huh. I gotcha. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but Kyle, listen, I want to now talk about some really unique news that we haven't ever talked about. No. Yeah. Before. A game that I completely forgot existed until Same. right this moment. Right this moment. <laughs> Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle writes, The Tomorrow Children, now in the hands of Q Games after historical move by Sony, will return in the future. The Tomorrow Children, the free-to-play PlayStation 4 game developed by Q Games, will be returning in the future. 
In what has been described as a historical move by Sony Interactive Entertainment, Q Games has gained the IP rights to the game from Sony and will be rebuilding the game ready for its re-release. The game was first released on PlayStation 4 back in 2016 before changing to a free-to-play model complete with new content. Set in a minimalist post-apocalyptic neo-Soviet world called The Void, the online co-op title featured a handful of survivors who wanted to take back humanity by growing the population and building towns. These wooden doll-like projection clones could head into the void to mine resources and search for trapped human souls that masqueraded as matris... Oh my god. Uh, Matryoshka dolls? I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, their efforts were hampered by giant beasts known as the Isverg. For now, Q Games, Q Games CEO and founder Dylan Cuthbert had a message for players. Quote, I like to thank first and foremost the fans of the Tomorrow Children, without whom I would never have had the confidence to keep pursuing this deal. Our fans are some of the most amazing gamers out there, and every day for the past four years, they have kept the dream alive. I think the happiest thing about this decision is imagining the enjoyment those fans will feel as they re-enter the crazy post-apocalyptic neo-Soviet world of the Tomorrow Children. Secondly, I'd like to thank Sony Interactive Entertainment for also working with me to have the IP return to Q Games. It has taken a concerted effort by all of us to get to this ultimate step, and I'm full of gratitude to everyone involved in the process. I am now tweaking and reworking parts of the game every week, and I hope everyone follows along and gets involved in the process. We plan to make quite a few changes for the better and give the Tomorrow Children the relaunch it deserves. Come watch the fun, end quote. This is really neat. Because, yeah, I'm right there with you. I totally, it was shown off at maybe even like a, a a PSX, maybe, perhaps. But it was one of those really odd PlayStation throwing money at a weird indie game back in the day, back in the PS4 times, and um, or early PS4 times. And it was just one that didn't sadly catch on. And from what I understand, Dylan Cuthbert is like a long time um ex Sony employee who's been in multiple partnerships with PlayStation. So they have a relationship, but usually the reason why this is so interesting, at least to me is that usually Kyle PlayStation, like for example, Bloodborne, which you were very angry about before. I'd like you to take that back. Listen, it, hold on. That PlayStation owns that IP, right? From software doesn't from software owns the ideas or doesn't own the ideas of Bloodborne. Um, Sony does. So when it comes to this game here, Tomorrow Children, it's really awesome to see Sony actually play nice with a small indie developer. Yeah. And it's awesome to see how so many of its fans, because apparently it was a very like cult classic game, um, are so in on this game as well. So I want to know what your takeaways of all this are. Yeah, I think it's cool that Sony is... is letting the creators uh full control of their ip again um i think that's rad i think that's super cool obviously they have the best interest at heart for the game itself and wanting to make sure that is it is preserved and better than ever you gotta imagine that this is you know there will be a ps5 version at some point yeah um i think that i think that's cool i completely forgot about that game i know i've seen that logo like on the playstation store mm-hmm. like you said i'm sure it was at like a psx or an e3 show one year um and it had promise uh or, or at least visually i remember it being a very very cool looking i also confused um 
this mm-hmm. with the first showing off of dreams. Mm. I think those two kind of meld together. Okay. And I, I think that's kind of why I always thought they were the same thing. Almost. Yeah. And from what I understand, this game's also like a create your own like town. And the one okay. problem with it was it was always connected to online and there were some mm. weird, um, microtransactions or monetization issues with that game that one of the many reasons why I couldn't get off the ground. So knowing that he's going to go back into the game's code, tweak it so that you could probably play offline and invite your friends, like, like, like an animal crossing situation. Pretty dope. That sounds cool. cool. It's awesome to see Sony play. Nice. My question to you, Kyle, is there an IP from a small indie guy? Since you're, you're, you're an indie guy, a small indie team that you can, that you'd like to see Sony hand the reins back to. Is there a game that you wish, man, if they could just, I want this game. And if they could just hand it off to someone else or hand it back to that Mm. team, who would it be? It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't, I feel like most of the indie games that I've played that have been like PlayStation console exclusive. Yeah. It's it's mostly due to like a partnership and PlayStation not like owning the rights or the IP. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of one off the top of my head that PlayStation has like full control of. Fair. Yeah, I I I don't know. You stumped me. I <laughs> got him, everybody. Got him. <laughs> no, that's fair. It's just yeah. To me, I I I really like this idea, and I hope that like more indie teams kind of go, hey, listen, we had this game called, I don't know, like Sound Shapes. <laughs> I know that's so internal, but like, yo, we'd, could, could we could we go back and tackle yeah. this? Maybe work on something together, some type of exclusive deal? I don't know. It's really neat. That said, Kyle, let's get to the next story here, because this is also somewhat neat, and I got a question for our UK fans at the same exact time, Ooh. so take it away. Andy Robinson from VGC writes, PlayStation's direct online store has launched in the UK. SIE's US operation launched PlayStation Direct to sell consoles, games, and accessories direct to consumers back in September of 2019. Now the store is finally rolling out to Europe. A job advert posted last December suggested SIE was seeking to, quote, build on the successful launch, end quote, of PlayStation Direct in the US by bringing the store to Europe a plan it confirmed during an investor relations event in May. (laughs) Quote, PlayStation Direct has achieved significant revenue in the U.S. market within little more than a year of starting operations, SIE President and CEO Jim Ryan said during a presentation. We plan for 300% further growth within this fiscal year, helping by our upcoming launch in Europe, end quote. It was reported last week that Sony has been air freighting PS5 stock into the UK as it attempts to better meet demand in the run up to Christmas. Cool. Got, yeah. All right, UK gang. Um, Get good yourself luck. A PS5. <laughs> good luck waiting <laughs> those cues. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. It's a lot. It's going to be like Operation Dumbo Drop, but it's just <laughs> PS5s falling from the sky. You're right. Um, <laughs> No, this is this is pretty cool. I, I like PlayStation Direct and everything, but right now I have an error. Like every time I try to check out something, it's like access denied. I'm like, what? Oh, what happened? Why? I want to buy. I want to buy stuff from you, Sony. But it's also super interesting how they're just like, we want to grow this by 300 percent in the next fiscal yeah. year. First off, not surprising because that's seemingly the only way you could get your hands on a PlayStation five at the moment. So like, yeah, cut the middleman out, have your own infrastructure in place to ship these things out. 
it makes total sense for me and on a business yeah. side. Um, and also, it's I don't think a lot of people know this, but like PlayStation Direct, if you're a PS Plus subscriber, you get like free two day shipping or yeah. something like that, like yeah. or next day ship. I forgot what it was. So that is an added benefit to PS Plus that I feel like a lot a lot of people have used. Sure, I've used it once to get uh, the Last of Us Part Two controller and headset mm. um, last year. And it came days before the street date were. Yeah. And I was shocked by it. Uh, we did an unboxing on the show uh, whenever that week was. Uh, but yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation Direct is such an awesome, awesome service. Yeah. It's and really I want to know for, for the UK people out there, what 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 did you do before this? Because we're <laughs> dumb Americans. So I'm, I'm thinking the only way you're getting them was through game. And do you guys actually legitimately think that this is going to help you obtain a PlayStation five? Because that's the one problem. Like we've got it in our discord too. They're like, yeah, it'd be just great if I could get a PlayStation five, let alone celebrate its first year. So yeah, this is awesome. It's cool. I, I genuinely like the store when it works. Uh, so have at it. UK folks. How yeah. much for you? Absolutely. Now this story is for me. <laughs> Liam Croft over at, at ugh, Liam Croft over at Push Square. There we go, Kyle. English. Here's what <laughs> Spider-Man looks like in Marvel's Avengers. And here he is. This is what Spider-Man will look like in Marvel's Avengers when the hugely popular character arrives on November 30th, 2021 as a PlayStation exclusive. Supported by Thor, Iron Man, and Kamala Khan, the wall crawler will be a part of a hero event that brings with it a ton of other content, including a new raid. You will play as Spider-Man through, quote, unlockable challenges woven throughout the Avengers initiative, end quote. A full trailer detailing the Web Slinger's inclusion will be revealed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's a rather standard suit that sticks to the red and blue color scheme associated with the superhero for decades, but we expect other skins will change things up. For more information on this month's big update from update from Marvel's Avengers, click through the link in the Push Square article. Do you like the look of Spider-Man and Marvel's Avengers? Share your initial thoughts in the comments below. I think Joe forgot to take that part out. Yep. <laughs> it's a part in Anchorman. It's like, he'll read anything that's... <laughs> exactly. We've joked about it forever. But I knew what you were doing. So, Kyle. <laughs> yes. Um, I want you to share your initial thoughts in, in, in the comments below. Yeah, did yeah. you see? Have you taken a look at this Spider-Man costume? What, what are your thoughts I on did. it? It looks like Spider-Man. It doesn't look like um, the PlayStation Spider-Man, which I, I kind so. of expected because I, I feel so. like that's what it was. Um, I I don't know my Avengers terminology when sure. it comes to the game. Is hero event the same thing as um, the Hawkeye DLC? Yes, great question. Actually, so. This is going to be a smaller-ish, okay. you know. So not a thing. war for Wakanda kind of thing. No, this is smaller. not like a big expansion. This is more Got like it. a contained story, I would assume. And, and the, uh, the five people that are playing Avengers could let me know on this one. <laughs> that one that hey, Luke Lore. <laughs> this was this for you. <laughs> it's like a it's like a one to two hour story. Okay. Now he will have his own missions. He will have like New York City is a place that you can go and be Spider Man, of course, because that's. I mean, you can't have Spider-Man without New York. Uh, so awesome. This is great. He looks good. I'm genuinely like a, a part of me is a little disappointed because it's it is not, you know, the insomniac spider Spider-Man. Sure. But he 
he does look pretty neat. So I can't wait to see how he actually plays. I'm really curious of how he plays because the way Marvel Avengers, like um, how it works, like, like it's platforming sections are very rigid and Spider-Man swinging everywhere. He's very aerial. And mm-hmm. so you have to be more flexible of how he's going to attach from buildings or even like trees, like how his movement's going to be. Cause Spider-Man cannot be just running on the ground for, you know, 10 seconds. He has to be in the air, you know? Yeah. So cool. We're finally, it's finally here, Kyle. I'm a little weirded out though, that it's just like, it's coming later this month. Like why is, why wasn't there like a war table? To, well, to show it off. Maybe because it's only PlayStation? I don't know. They're going to have like a reveal. I don't know if it's necessarily a war table. It is weird that this gets announced at, in like the middle of like a, a an yeah. email. They're yeah. like, hey, this is how we first announce it. And then it's like, hey, it's here in tomorrow and sure. November 30th. There is a strangeness to it. And uh-huh. it kind of feels like Crystal's doing not. To, I, I bet they're all working really hard. And Absolutely. from what I understand, they have a, a, a one more year with Marvel's Avengers with content ah, wise. Okay. And this very much seems like to me, it's like, all right, we're here to fulfill a contract at this point. That, that's how the reveal felt for me. Yeah. And I don't, you know, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but that's just how I felt. So yeah, again, Spider-Man looks cool. I think he, he looks different enough from Insomniac. So you don't have to think it's the Spider-Man or, mm-hmm. you know, from Insomniac. I bet that suit's going to be in there though. Like as oh, like absolutely. a, you know, same with a Miles version of the suit. Yeah, and you know, my dumbass is gonna buy that. <laughs> I know you are exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just such a, same oh, thing. Such why I bought uh, Aloy and yeah. Kratos in Fortnite. I don't play Fortnite, but damn straight, I bought those costumes. <laughs> <laughs> but on the off chance, <laughs> in exactly. the extreme off chance, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm totally in. That said, Kyle, let's move away from all the news. It's been a Pretty light week, but now it's time, Kyle. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah! Yeah! Because it's our one year in review of the PlayStation 5. Hello, all. And Hello. what we wanted to do was actually bring in some of the audience to share their thoughts and have their questions brought up to us, have it answered on the show of what we think of the PlayStation five in its first year, we're lucky enough to have had it on day one, the both of us. Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of, I I, kind of want to answer some basic questions for, for us before we get into everyone's questions. But first and foremost, I want to talk about the design of this console. I want to talk about the UI. I want to talk about the dual sense and all the games we've gotten to play on our PlayStation five. And I want to tackle it beat by beat. So, Kyle, let's talk about the design of this console, which is probably some of the most controversial thoughts about this console. I know you hate it. I know you're not a fan. I'm not a fan. I think it's a true. I think the 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 disc version is atrocious. I so disagree. I really love the disc version. I I think the design. Listen, I think the design's flawed. The fact okay. that you need to stand to, to have it horizontal and the stand isn't the best, 
That's where I have the issue with it. Sure. It's not the screw. It's just the fact that if I wanted to lay it down horizontally, it's a bit of a hassle. Fair. Yeah. The the size, it is, uh, you know, way bigger than I think anyone thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the look has grown on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, going from weird to really digging it is there some actually on okay that's a that's a shadow i was like why is there like this scratch in my playstation um i kind of dig the v look and and very i think a few weeks or maybe a month or two into it i was like oh v is the roman numeral for five that's a nice little touch yeah um not even if they meant it or not i i think the the vents are are great yeah. I love how much air flow is getting to it. It is a little dusty on times. So like dusting yes. it, 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 you have to make sure you do that because there's more openings to the inside than ever. Yeah. I, I guess that's a, a who? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got it. Um, I, I really dig the USB port in the back so I could stick the dongle for my <laughs> pulse heads. <laughs> I, can, I can put the dongle for my, uh, <laughs> my pulse headset back there and not have it jutting out of the front, which is nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I really 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 enjoy it. I think the the best console design PlayStation's made is the base PlayStation Four. I do really enjoy that. Yeah, look. yes, and, and it's not the size. It genuinely is just the the disc tray really does bother me. And like where I was making jokes about it is I because I've never put a you know a disc in my PS Five when I was using my brothers. I was like, where does the disc go? And it just goes in such a weird way. It doesn't well, go. Well, you have you... to think if it's horizontal, that's where the bottom goes. Ah, too much. But to me, I think the digital version of the console is nice. Like I think yeah. it's a really nice looking console with the j- only digital. When you when you you know when the baby comes out <laughs> and it becomes a little PlayStation Vita, um, it looks a, a really really beautiful. I, I really do dig the digital design. Okay, so the design we're a little mixed on still to this day. I want to talk about the UI though, Kyle, because mm-hmm. I felt like the PlayStation Four UI was great. And PlayStation 5, uh, great off the gate. And PlayStation 5 is great in some departments, but cumbersome where it doesn't need to be in others. So I want to know what what you think of the UI a year in. I I really enjoy it. Yeah? I, I, I think it's weird for me to think that the PS5 or the PS4's UI now seems basic in comparison Mm. and i feel like the ps5 does everything that i love the ps4 did and gave us a little bit more uh, and i really dig that so like for example i know a lot of people hate that like themes are gone yeah like you can't put a theme on your ps5 but in reality each game has its own theme and when you go over each game that you have on your PS5, not only does the background change, sure, but you also get a little bit of music in, in, from each game, which I really, really love. Instead of having, I remember I had like a Final Fantasy VII theme or Final Fantasy IX theme on my PS4, mm-hmm. and everything sounded like a Final Fantasy menu you yeah. know, movement, which is nice and very cool. I loved it, but I enjoy getting a little bit of each game with each little tile. Um, I think the things where it can 
be better at is Mm -hmm. navigating the store can be a little confusing. The fact like you go to the store and you press down to enter it. And then another sub uh, uh, heading pops up where you can go to like, you know, uh, coming soon, new releases, whatever. And like, it just seems like too many steps Too I don't know. The store's navigation sucks. Yeah, I'll just say it right there. It's not great. It's better the, than the PS4 with the t- letter tiles. Yeah, it's way better than that. So it improves on many things. That gives you a keyboard, so you can type out yes. the games you want to find. It's incredibly fast. It gives you a lot of information when you select on the game. I just think discovery on PlayStation Five, it just doesn't seem fair. Like if yeah. you're an indie game, I don't know how you're getting discovered. You know? I mean, they do. I don't know if it's there all the time, but there is a PlayStation Indies square. Yeah. But again, it's not like it doesn't hit you right in the face when you go in the store. Yeah, I would love like the store needs work. It, it it needs to show me new releases. It needs to show me, you know, they show me the what's hot now. But like, I want to know by genre. I want to know by, yeah, put indie games front and center. Like, put that all there. Yeah. And Instead, you get like more like a here's just a whole bunch of games, and uh, here's a search bar. You're gonna probably use that the most. Um, so that's how I th- feel about it. I think the UI is great in some aspects. Again, it's incredibly fast for accessibility. It's fantastic. Like you switch every game to inverted. I think photo mode uh, or or taking photos on the PlayStation Five is way more convenient. So good. And yeah, and quick than than on on the PlayStation Four, um, those things are great. I still and now knowing that we could customize the control center s- scheme, mm-hmm. that's great. I would just like the control center to be a little bit more customizable. Let me do a couple of more things with it, and I feel like we're. What we would got you add there. or or take away? Great, uh, great example, Kyle. So I think they did a great job with, um, with having like Spotify and now Apple Music. Apple Music. Yeah. I would love to say, hey, maybe my quick, my 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 quick menu, which is pretty much when you press a PlayStation button, you have this quick little menu. You have the cards for all your games. We'll talk about it in a second, and then all the little fast things. So like, turn off your your. Your console, go to the home screen, switch the Spotify, control your volume. Here's your, you know, party chat. Um, the thing that I would like is maybe having it so that like, why not bring in uh, other apps? Like have it so that I could quickly switch out of a, out of a game and into YouTube, right? Or out of a game and go straight to, you know, Hulu, something like that. I, I would dig a lot. So the the switcher does that, but it's uh, your last used app. It's only the last used or app. Or the last two, I think it's yes. two or something. Yeah, and for me that's what I would I would like to see that's out of fair. it. That's mm-hmm. fair. And also the ability that if I press the press and hold the PlayStation 5, I turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, the, the home fair. button. I turn it yeah. off instead of going to quick menu. Give yeah. me that option, and I swear to God, this is great. But for the most part, I feel like the UI is getting there. But I felt like this whole year is the beta. Like we were, we were publicly testing this game. Like there's no way anybody thought in their right mind to go trophies should be from left to right instead yeah, of a no. list form. Uh huh. Right. Like there were some some things that just boggled the mind that way. Yeah. 
that being said, it's shown great promise and it really does show that they're listening to their consumers, but there are two things. There's still one thing very much missing. Like you, you, well, before you get into that, maybe it's the same thing, but you mentioned the card system. Yes. I, I do think I do like the premise of the card system. I do like hitting the PS button and having either a, here's the next mission. If it's like specifically like a PlayStation exclusive thing, like, um, or maybe not even exclusive, but just really tied yeah. in and the developers thought about it. So, like, if I'm thinking, I think Control had this, uh, the quick Ultimate help. Edition. Not quick, but, like, it would say, go to this, this is your next objective, and it'll give you a rough estimate of how long it will take to do that. Yes. I dig that. I dig going in, and, yeah, Quick Help is great if you need it. I haven't used it too much. I actually use it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I love that it's there. I love that it's giving you some quick trophies that are, you might want to look at. And I um, use that a lot as well. Like now being able to track the top five trophies you want to, yes. you know, yeah. you, you want to see. It's got some promise, but it's still too cumbersome. Yeah, It's still not, it's still not quite there. Like if I can just hide the, maybe I can, and I just haven't done it. The, uh, the discover card. Mm. Or like the card with all the stories from all your games that you have played. If I can just get rid of that. Because I rarely, <laughs> rarely look at it. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it, it comes with a lot of the PlayStation 5 UI where there are some definitely some great improvements uh, on it. Again, I love the speed of it. It's incredibly fast and fluid and all that stuff. But to me, and simple to navigate. Like, it, it's a, it is a a good evolution from PlayStation four, mm-hmm. but I think it could be better where they have some really great ideas, but they're just executing them in weird ways. Sure. Yeah. And I think we're getting to the point where that gets fixed. Like for example, the SSD situation, we're getting really impatient. Like where, when can we upgrade our SSDs? And they finally give mm-hmm. us a solution that I feel is adequate and actually probably better for my buck as we've seen some of the SSDs go down in price crazy amounts um but the one thing that we still don't have on the playstation 5 is vrr support where a variable refresh rate where what that initially does is for it eliminates screen tearing so sometimes the graphics uh, on like oleds or or fancy tvs you see the graphics kind of pull away and kind of be a little spiky I guess yeah, is the, the word uh-huh. I, I can't describe it well, but it gets a little spiky. And what VRR does is, is it smooths out the image for, for the TV. Um, and it has it on Xbox. Doesn't have it on PlayStation, which is a bummer. And it's just a mysterious reason. Like, why is that not the case? Cause I could not tell until I got to games like far cry and, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where that was happening to me. So there are some things that are still missing. I do feel like we're in a beta, but I do think it's a good UI. Yeah, that's fair. Um, really yeah. quickly, sure. uh, a thing that I've never thought to Google, because I'm so used to it. I'm going to ask you this, and anyone who's listening or watching, please let me know if it's just a me thing. Uh-huh. But you are now uh, an OLED TV owner. Yeah, man. Um, OLED boys. I've noticed... A lot of time mm-hmm. when I'm watching a Twitch stream or if I'm watching a, some YouTube videos, the edge of the video 
is like multicolor pixels. Really? And it's it it looks like the um like the standby called multicolor screen back when like the signal is lost kind of okay. thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of rainbows. But it's just the edge of the video hmm. on, on on those apps. It doesn't happen when I watch like my cable box. Yeah. It's strictly only when I use my PlayStation and those apps. Okay. I'm just wondering if you ever run, have run into that or no. if it's just a, maybe it's just my TV is not formatted to fit the, the thing. Has this been, a, has this been for a while? Cause I know you're a CX guy and I know there was an update to that TV and it kind of messed some things up for some Xbox folks. And so maybe oh, that's also be. translated. I don't to know. Yeah. Maybe five as well. Maybe yes. I mean, I, I don't know why it popped in my head now, but yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll look that up. Now let's talk about the thing that we love the most here, Kyle. Yeah. Let's talk about that gosh dang dual sense. Let's talk about that sexy little controller. <laughs> sexy little minx. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This controller is to me. It is the next gen. Like this yes. is what I want all my games to be. I, I want that haptic feedback. I get disappointed mm-hmm. when it's not good enough. Um, and I get so into my games when it's excellent. Because let's face it, yeah. y'all, games are already drop-dead gorgeous. Yes. I don't know what the next step is in visual fidelity for games. And I would, I've been saying that since we saw it, The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Like I, it's for what the PS4 could push out with with Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. Death Stranding at times. Like games are already graphic powerhouses, graphical powerhouses. Yeah, I want something else that screams new new gen, next gen to me, and the Dual Sense is is that thing. Yeah, maybe it's- maybe PSVR two will be that next. Thing. Yes, but like, yeah, that Dual Sense is something special. This is the best evolution of, of a PlayStation controller. It feels really great in my hands. I love it so much. It's so comfortable. Um, I I gave it to our good friend Sean Capri, yes. right? Xbox fame. He's a fanboy. Does he not have a PS Five? He does not. No, he's totally. Oh, okay. he's, he's I totally, he had both. No, 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 no. Phil Spencer paid him off. Nah. Um, but he loved the adaptive triggers. But he was just like, haptics just feel like Rumble. I'm like. You're out of I your mean, mind. I Sean, you're not you're not wrong. Uh, mm. Sometimes it does feel like an advanced no, wrong. Okay. Mm-mm. Don't give him any credit. Are there any <laughs> openings for PlayStation <laughs> podcast hosts? <laughs> no, but honest to goodness, I think the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback. It's, it's, everybody talks about how wonderful they are. We are a huge stand for them. Yes. The adaptive triggers are just so freaking good. Like, yeah, like firing off a machine gun and, and and you see like the the trigger bounce back is something awesome. Like, I saw someone a TikTok where they're playing the latest Call of Duty Vanguard, right? I saw that exact one earlier. And as yeah. they pull the trigger down, you actually see the hammer start pulling back from the revolver, and then when you pull it down all the way, it'll fire. Like that is nuts. Or like uh, in in like Ratchet and Clank per se, the Darn. shotgun in that yeah. game. Yes. You press it halfway, it only shoots one barrel. All the way, it's both. Both. Like, that's that's so cool. I Same love for Eternal. Yeah. Right? I think it's like the rock gobbler you, thing. Well, sure, yeah. But I think if you press it all the way down, it activates your ult fire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's awesome. It really is. And I, I love this controller. The only thing that I don't like a year in is the mic sucks. 
Remember when I was really excited about that because everybody gets to talk? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, garbage. Also, speaking about UI, uh, that party chat sucks. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you because I'm finding yes. my – I don't even think I have my OG PlayStation 5 DualSense. I think I traded it in. Um mm. Battery's getting not great. Really? I use mine all the time. I use, uh, I took, I have four. I have the red, black, and two white ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I took the two white ones off uh, to use so the other two can charge. And one of them was already flashing Mm. uh, within like four hours. Okay. Yeah, I get Um, about six hours to to every charge. Okay. And I don't right, think yeah. that's bad at all. I got no. It's not too bad. It's yeah. just it's a bit of a bummer that we can't figure out how we can't put stronger batteries in there. Fair enough. I think that yeah. yeah and when you take a look at like the Xbox controller, it's like twenty hours. Yeah. And now exactly. again, you got to buy that battery, but it's there. The, the Switch Pro controller will last you a fortnight. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So you're right. The battery is still not great, but I don't. I've never had a problem that's fair that's fair so yeah i i love this controller and i really i love it so freaking i think the other real knock is i wish more third-party uh support for the dual sense and i think that's coming i hope so i really do now let's talk about here's the thing that everybody forgets so yeah listen i'm not crazy about the design i think the ui though i lean positive is a bit of a mixed bag i think the dual sense is amazing Let's talk about the games because we say it every week. That's why we're here, right? This is what came out in the first year of the PlayStation 5. Astro's Playroom. Oh, and by the way, these are exclusives and timed exclusives for the console. Astro's Playroom. Bug Snacks. Deathloop. Demon Souls. Destruction All-Stars. Godfall. Oddworld Soulstorm. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Returnal, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Jet the Far Shore, Kena, A Bridge of Spirits, Solar Ash, or sorry, Solar Ash, not, because it's coming out next month. So, for the most part, those are most of the games we've played on our PlayStation 5, exclusively. That's quite a huge list. Yeah. And what we can look forward to and beyond, Ghostwire Tokyo, timed exclusive, Gran Turismo 7. Horizon Forbidden West, Forspoken, Final Fantasy 16, and of course that God of War, and far, far beyond, we got Wolverine and Spider-Man. Yeah, man. And Star Wars. Yeah. That's a lot of games. A lot of games. We've had a <laughs> lot of fun on our PlayStation 5. Yes, we have. Yeah. It Honestly, and I'm I'm here to tell you this, Kyle, this has been the f- best first year of a, of a, of a console for me Hands in terms down. of games. Hands down, and and we've been asked on various different shows like about the launch lineup, and I still truly feel it's probably the best launch lineup in PlayStation history, yeah. maybe even video game history. Uh, it's up there for mm-hmm. sure. Fanboys um, didn't like that that one, Kyle. They're coming after you. Okay, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I mean, when I have facts, it, it, that's what it is. Oh shit! Uh, like I'm going through this list that we have of the ones that we've already gotten. Mm-hmm. I can count. Let's see. Astros is a win. Bugsnax is a win. Deathloop is a win. Demon Souls is a win. Ratchet, Returnal, Sackboy, Miles, and Kana. Those are the ones that really spoke to me, and I thought are f- 
wonderful, fantastic experiences. Yeah. Destruction All-Stars was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> Godfall was a bit of a bummer, big yes. time. Did not try Oddworld at all. And Jet the Far Shore was just not my cup of tea. Right. But everything else is pretty solid. And that's not to mention the other indie games that are. Yeah, like Trickery. On Trickery, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, um, there's a couple others that I'm just completely blanking on. Operation but, Tango. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Maquette. Yeah. Like, there, there's these indie games that live on PlayStation and also PC, but are also fantastic, fantastic additions. And that's the thing. If you're a PlayStation Plus member throughout this year, Man, you got what to download a, a lot of great what games. What a lineup from PS Plus! Like this just year. play. Like My for God. me, I think the best one this year has been Plague Tale Innocence for yeah. PlayStation Five. Like that is nuts. That's a I'm gonna great look get. up the list of the since PS Five yeah. came out. What it is? And now because... I wanted to read some of our audience's thoughts and our yeah. good friend Katie. Katie. Stabbed me in the back this week when she said the PlayStation 5 had a good start. Ratchet and Clank, Miles Morales, Demon Souls, all been a success. Add to all the PlayStation 5 upgrades that have been for the PlayStation 4 games. Then we got games like God of War, Ragnarok, Spider-Man 2, Wolverine. Next year is going to be... Sorry, Joe. God, help us all. A banger year. It's true. It's been great. It's it's been fantastic. Awesome. Dave writes in. What is your most God? This is the where the influence is. This is the bad influence. What is the most banger moment from the PlayStation 5's first year? Mine was booting up Demon Souls for the first time and seeing how much of God damn it, Dave. Real <laughs> banger that game was. Got me twice. Oh, I love it. Don't I don't. Uh, what was your, what was your most amazing moment on the PlayStation Five? To me, I think it's booting up Astro's Playroom, like feeling the haptics, feeling the adaptive triggers for the first time. You know, I had that past the controller moment with my brother, where my brother's like, "Joe, you have to feel this thing." <laughs> yeah, and just it yeah. was, it like that controller is amazing. It is I the had, next gen thing. I for had me. the the same moment. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't happen with PS4, but it happened with PSVR when I put that on for the first time. Mm-hmm. I like teared up and I, I cried. I know this is people are like, "Come on, Kyla, really?" Cry counter uh, starts now. <laughs> but like when I popped in Astro's Playroom, and I distinctly remember—I think I said this on the show—that I told my family, "Leave me alone for the weekend. This is me time." <laughs> PlayStation Five is like my the thing I've been waiting for a long time. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Within an hour, the girls were down here bugging me and basically took over and were playing Ashley's Playroom. And that is brought such a joy to my face to seeing them enjoying yeah. the system that I prefer to play on PlayStation and a delightful platformer that really shows you what this controller can do. It's yep. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Toxic then writes in. Very, very curious to hear the uh, the retrospective number one games that you you sunk the most time uh, or most hours into. Kyle, I'm suspicious yours was the show. Also, could be fun to relive the experience of getting the console in the first place because I was very lucky to get a PlayStation Five at launch. I'll never forget that nightmare experience. Um, so, the game I probably sunk the most hours into. 
actually probably Hitman Three. I I sunk over a hundred and twenty something hours into. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that game's also a sleeper. Like, game's gorgeous. You want to know all about the ray tracing? Load up that game. That that game's gonna showcase it in a great way. Uh, let's relive that launch nightmare, Kyle. Um, really quickly, yeah, the show is 100% my most sunk uh, hour game into it. Mm-hmm. But very close behind, give or take 20, 30 hours, um, Returnal. Yes. Uh, play a lot of Returnal. And also Hades. I put yes. a lot of time into Hades. Oh like, God. a lot of time into it. Yes. Um, yeah, picking up the console at launch, um, I remember... Uh, doing a the live react to the showcase when we got the date and the price and everything, mm-hmm. and we were doing the post show thing and things were trickling out where it was like, oh no, pre orders are going live. Like <laughs> when they very clearly lied to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and and Jeff Keeley's on Twitter going, it's, it's up at Best Buy, it's up at Walmart, GameStops might have them in store. And as soon as we were done, I called my GameStop. And they're like, yeah, we have like seven left to pre-order. And it's usually a 15-minute trip. I got there in seven minutes. That's uh, right. Cut that time in half, sped way too fast. And I got the <laughs> last one available for pre-order or one of the last ones available for pre-order. And I've never been more relieved, uh, especially looking back now. I don't know if I would be able to to have all these games to play at this yeah. moment because it would have been impossible to get one. Yeah. Um. And I think the day of, I was just so relieved that it was finally here. I buckled it in in the seatbelt because uh, I got it from. I had to go That's to what you always have to do, deliver. though. I you, know you have to. Yeah, you have to. Because yeah, no, you absolutely have to. Uh, my memory is being again humble brag, one of the anointed ones. Jim uh, Ryan picked me out. He could have picked anybody. Yeah. I went on that PlayStation Direct, and he said, "Joe." He personally said this. He said, "Joe." You're my best buddy. You're my favorite PlayStation podcaster. I was like, oh, really? Wow. Do you think? Do you think you can maybe give me a, f- a few codes to review for you? He's like, shut, sh- shut your mouth. Not that much. Not that he much. Put his finger on your mouth. Yeah, on my lips, very seductively. He's like, sh- sh- shut your mouth. I'm like, okay, all right, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, going on that queue and getting really nervous and ordering exactly what I wanted and it coming all that first day. So for for the new listeners, I got one from Walmart and I got one from Target by accident. My brother saw one. He's like, I'm buying that. I'm buying the Target <laughs> one from you. I was like, all right, cool. Gave me the, the money. And then the extra one, um, Ray was just like, I, I need it. I, I didn't get it. And Ray is the biggest PlayStation fan, I, I think, out of all of us. He is the Sony diehard. And so I was like, oh, it's just Ray. Would you like one? And so all he had to do is pay the shipping on it uh, at cost because we don't scalp here. Yeah, we don't do that. And uh, it's also like we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but it's like awesome to see this community. Every time there's an alert, bam, that deals. <laughs> that deal section on our Discord lights up. It's awesome to see so many people get it from our community. So, yeah, it's also funny, too, because my Xbox came on the same day. And I was like, yeah, this is okay. This is cool. Where's my PlayStation? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it it was an awesome memory and one I will never forget because in the age that we're living in right now, remember what it was like 
back in November 2020. Yeah. Oh, boy, so you needed some escapism. Mm-hmm. And man, no man, did I get it for that entire month. Toxic writes in, very curious. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> we already read that in. Toxic, great question, as always, by the way. Um, Yuna writes in. There you go. Here's a here's the right one. Hey, guys. PS5, first year, is kind of what I'd like to say a transition year. Because we have our own exclusive. I'm sorry. Is a transition year because we do have our own exclusives. A lot of games are coming out cross-gen or just PlayStation 4. So it's hard to say the need for PlayStation 5, but it still is a better experience for any game. And the controller is just awesome. Like Toxic was saying about getting one, I was very lucky I got one from Best Buy in March. And that is after... a accidentally buying 11 from Walmart. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. She okay. does put in quotation. I didn't in quotations. I did not get 11 PS5s by the way. So I'm just, but if you like them, she has a throne just, <laughs> and they're going for, $3, I would love $1, one for my bedroom. So I can play games from my room. <laughs> so Kyle. Yeah, this is, I think the one other fault for PlayStation. Not the fact that there's transitional games like Miles yeah. Morales, Horizon. Mm-hmm. I think it's first off, it's awesome because there's so many. Like, I remember the first year of PlayStation 4, there wasn't a lot of play, barely any. And the games that were super yeah. hyped always fell short. It's awesome to see so many games fucking kick ass. Yes. And, and you know, I'm sorry for the cuts. I'm sorry. Little Jimmy, close <laughs> your ears. Too late. But like, that's so awesome. Like, Returnal slapped, Ratchet and Clank, awesome. You know, Deathloop, a banger. All these things. See <gasps> that? See that? Whoa! that influence? It's bad. It's a bad influence. All that's great. Yes. It, it wasn't like Destiny 1 where it was like, oh, boy. Or Watch Dogs were like, oh, boy. Titanfall, which was sadly only on Xbox, so it died shortly afterwards. And no, that's no slight. Remember, Xbox One was a bad console for the first two years. Um, so, yeah, it was just... This year's been great, but on the other hand, the transition, man, getting from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 versions of the game, like we've got a better system now, thanks to that beautiful update, but yeah. getting your saves loaded into your game, it depends on how the, the process is different depending on the game. Yeah. And it's just not smart. So there is aggravation yeah. there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely understand why people are going back to like cross-gen stuff. I get why people are upset because you bought the shiny new box. You want only things that can be played on your shiny new box. But in reality, you are getting those shiny new things. It's not a big, it's not a big deal to us. I feel like that people got to play miles still on PS4 on launch. Yeah. And we got to play miles on PS5. Yeah. It's, you know, looks so much better on PS5 than the PS4 version. The haptics. Yeah, so they can both live and succeed and and reach the people it needs to reach to. Quite honestly, it's kind of smart getting a lot of money out of one title that can be put on on a hundred million plus user base already on top of a brand new system and being seen as like a system seller. And I definitely think 2022 is the last year we're going to get, you know, PlayStation 4 and PS5. I think it dies with God of War Ragnarok. I think yeah. that's the last one. True. Yeah, I believe so as well. Jedi Master Ren writes in, our little console, did I just oh. say that, is turning one years old. I'm sure you'll discuss, God damn it. 
I'm gonna use a bleep button. Here of a year that we've had, but what? <laughs> but what more can they do? What do you think PlayStation has lined up in year two to push the console more and more into that next generation? Mm. Man, I feel like they're doing it. Also, like Horizon. Yeah, go for it. Just really quick, since it's the year anniversary, here you go, PlayStation. Here's your paper gift. Oh, uh, one year anniversary is paper. So here you go. That's beautiful. It's it's got something my niece wrote on the back. So <laughs> congratulations. And like PlayStation looks at it like they really don't want it. Oh yeah, this is. This is Listen, great. This you is... can check off. Uh, I whatever movie you want to watch with them, you can All check right. that off and and cash that in. I'm just saying, PlayStation. <laughs> It's a good deal. It's a good coupon. Uh, uh, what do I think line the year to push the console yeah. even more into the next generation? Can I say it? Yeah, go for it. Um, and well, I mean, it'll go right into Hyden Door's question, which was, what was the one thing PlayStation did this year, good or bad, that shocked you? Was there anything you expected that didn't happen? I'm going to answer part two of that question for Jedi Master Runs. I'm surprised we haven't gotten that Game Pass equivalent yet. Like, I get it. PlayStation Now has definitely gotten so much better. And I do think it's a good service. But I really thought they were going to push it in a direction and actually advertise the crap out of it. Like mm. we saw Xbox do. With Game That's Pass. Fair. I think we're going to see that next year. I think wow, we're going okay. to see their answer to a rejuvenated PlayStation Now. Okay. What that I looks like, I don't know. We've talked about it week in, week out. Yeah. But that's what I think it's going to truly push. Because what else can you do? Horizon looks fantastic. God of War looks fantastic. You have the publisher output that is unlike anybody else in the industry. Mm -hmm. The only thing you can do, you could really improve on is your services. I th I think the thing that's going to sell us as even more next gen, yeah. I think truly is PSVR 2. Mm. I, I, I really think that's really going to sell... Okay. PS5 is being next gen Fair enough. Uh, of of what that headset looks like. It all comes down to price, though, because if it's all these upgraded things and what the first PSVR helmet, which I believe is what, four hundred dollars. Yes. I, I, I if it's with, the with same all the doodads, it was like three hundred. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if it's the same price as a PS5, it's a it's a big blow. So they got to find a way to make it enticing for people to try out and, and give us a reason to yeah. own it. I mean, us, we're already in, we love yeah. VR. Um, but what that looks like as far as next gen goes or, or whatever PSVR two does, like, I hope it does something great. I lost my train of thought there for a second because <laughs> I was going into my second point. Of, right. I was just thinking like year one could have been so much even bigger and better from ps right if this if gosh it wasn't global for this condition. global condition exactly yeah we would have had horizon probably already god of war ragnarok probably would have been closer to 2021 than it did you you would have had a way that's always the one question is like how many more playstation 5s would they have sold not yet that yeah and how much further along are all these other exclusives and now how long is this generation going to be because of it Exactly. It's wild to think about. It's wild to think about. It's also then even crazier to say, wow, the PlayStation 5, even with all the demand, even with the global supply chain, this, that, and the other thing, right? Yeah. It is still outselling the PlayStation 4. Yeah. The logistical challenge that is, 
is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, the, um, the person that does the MPD, Matt Piscatella, he's he's like, the question this holiday isn't which console is going to sell out outsell each other because of the IP. It's which one's going to outsell each other because the production line is better for that company. And that, that is the wild thing. You are so right there. Like, yeah, we would have been we would have been playing Aloy or sorry, Horizon right now. Would Can you imagine Aloy. if Horizon was indeed, in fact, a launch game alongside yeah. Demon's Souls and Miles? Probably would not be, but like yeah. it would have probably went into that Returnal slot. Returnal would have been pushed back, then Ratchet would have been pushed back. Mm-hmm. Like God of War probably would have maybe even been a holiday this year kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's wild to think about. Um, and all those other really cool indies that were in that first showcase, like Stray, we would have probably gotten Stray or Goodbye Volcano High. Like, it's crazy to think because of the global condition, how much we have in quotes missed out on. Yeah, but they will just get them later than what we in another alternate timeline we've already played in Platinum. And to tackle Catherine's question, what was what what was the thing that shocked me? Honestly, the thing that shocked me is the fact of how, wow, PlayStation is all in on PC. They went really, they really turned fast on that. And again, we reiterate broken record just for anybody who's listening who isn't aware. That's awesome. Good thing. it's it's just crazy how fast they really flipped the switch. You could probably tell that by the way Horizon sold and by the way God of War's numbers just man those pre-orders must be insane that's all i'm saying so yeah. that said nagachaka right also in. really yeah. quick go for it shocking that uh insomniac are wizards at what they do oh, yeah. in one year oh, God, we've not means. only gotten miles morales which was two years after 2018 mm. spider-man we got a 2018 spider-man remaster and a brand new ratchet and clank rift apart game all then, within a year not even a year Kyle, what six seven months from and each then other? they're like and you know what let's make a cgi trailer for spider-man 2 <gasps> and you know what just for kicks let's show logan's claws for a second yeah like, exactly insomniac oof. best purchase Hands down. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Nagachaka writes, it's been one year since the PlayStation 5 launch. What is your favorite PlayStation 5 experience this last year? Successfully getting one, making uh, the unboxing videos, experiencing the DualSense for the first time, getting your first PlayStation 5 Platinum, or something else. For me, it was the thrill and the excitement of finally getting one. This is like, I'm reliving this and thank you guys for writing in all these great questions. Cause like, yeah, man, I, I think I took those for granted in the moment. Cause there are the experience. It's more than just the game. What was the experience? Mm-hmm. It's just all day one. For me, it was, it was the, again, think of it. 2020, you're locked in your house, right? Um, you, it's a day where you, you're not thinking about the news or anything that's shitty. Mm-hmm. You're just thinking about this, the, the FedEx guy knocking on the door. Right. Yep. And and getting that and then just celebrating for just what, it, whether it's a few hours a day or a weekend, tune yourself off and just me playing constantly. Like, I think that was the most I've ever played. Okay, Cause yeah. it was like done with Astro. Nom, nom, nom. All right. Exactly. Now, 
Sackboy. Done with that. Okay. Now Demon Souls. Okay. No. <laughs> it was exactly. Yeah. A dangerous amount of games. Mm-hmm. Like Demon Souls in that in in one month, I think I have seventy hours in. Yeah. That's just one of the games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Yeah, I think that first day is something special. I already mentioned about the girls coming down. But thinking back to like, yeah, we each did our own unboxing video for the console. And to think that that was done in a completely different part of the room to where I am now. And and this room looks completely different from that point then, Mm -hmm. I think is wild. And and also it goes to show just like how I've been taking unemployment and and my depression (laughs) kicking in uh, for most of the past year and a half. Uh, But like I vowed to make Bug Snacks my 50th platinum. Yeah. And yesterday I hit 200. Yeah. So like it, I'm clearly gaming way too much. Clearly yeah. playing very easy platinums, yeah. uh, but half of those just, don't count. Not true. Listen, <laughs> I platinum Bloodborne. I get a free sure. pass. Sure, sure, uh, fair enough. And I platinum Hades. I get a free pass. That's yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, it's just I, I've never been more in tune to playing games, and I feel like in years past, I've had bigger bouts of not wanting to play games. Yeah. But now I'm more, uh, more often than not playing more throughout the week than I ever have before. And also that like making content that day or that entire month was like, yeah, we love doing this. Do not get, this is not a job. Like literally this is, I'm going to be staying up till one o'clock. If this was a job, I need to call HR. (laughs) I've, Three years not getting paid. So like, True. what's going on, HR? <laughs> and all the wild shit we've said, you know, it's and when Listen, I say we, it's me. Phil, Phil is our intern, our yeah. HR, our <laughs> payroll specialist. He's fucking Phil, up. Phil, what's going He's on, man? Up, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we were like th- that content. I have no idea what numbers those those unboxings video, and nor do I care. Nor do I yeah. walk back. Oh, how much? No, I just making it because I literally just wanted our audience we were, to watch. Yeah. It. We were part of the hype. Yeah. We were so excited. We That's were great. part of it. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. Our well, first. Oh. Also, let's get a little yeah. sappy here. Please. The first console, console. unveiling as a show yeah. together. The first one that we've that? gotten to cover together. Like, that's that's pretty special. Yeah. And God knows what we're going to do with the next one. They say that oh, so- this one's the last one. They say that PlayStation said, you hear this? You heard about this? Listen, PlayStation 6 will all just be sitting there like Ready Player One and everything's taking place in the Nexus somewhere. I'm in on that. (laughs) The Good Sir writes in, as someone who has recently started their PlayStation 5 journey, shout out to everyone in the games deal section, especially Hide and Doors, TPR, and Cypher Primus, which Cypher just kills it constantly, by the way. I must say that Sony had an excellent year one. If my backlog is any indication, I currently am making my way through Miles Morales and loving it. My question, or... Uh, or some variation of it has been already or has been asked already. So I'm just going to bring on some praise and say that my favorite part of year one has been this community and podcast. So much joy in, in it, it, sorry, so much joy in another tough year. Thank you, Joe, Kyle, for fostering such a great place. Here's for year two of the PlayStation five and year three for the trophy room. Thank you so much. It gets me a little emotional, right? We, yeah, it feels good. It feels good. And uh, it, yeah, 
we've we've I really genuinely think we've made the best community on the internet. We're so incredibly Absolutely. welcoming. We're so incredibly, you know, warm to each other. It's um, it's really great. It's really great yeah. when we could do when we could do little fundraisers for like the Trevor Project or you know fundraisers for you know Extra Life and everybody just being awesome. Yeah, it's easy. That being said, Kyle, mm-hmm. if you had one game, <laughs> we're bringing it back here. One game to show off. God, what are you making me kill? No, no, no show off. We're not killing oh, any game. Okay. We've, getting, we've suffered I'm enough. PTSD from you making me kill the Vita. <laughs> oh. oh man, one game you're showing off to someone to show the power of the PlayStation. What is oh, that? Oh yes, uh, I've seen the discourse <laughs> on Twitter, uh, and I agree with you, Joe. It is Astro's Playroom, hands down. Boom. Yeah. Yes, it's not the most graphically intense game. It's not. But you're telling me you don't want someone to experience a dual sense for the first time and, and be like, yeah, this is what games feel like now. Yeah. And, and then going back to like a DualShock 4 and being like, whoa, this is like night and day. Yeah. Like the only remotely play, like fanboy thing I'll say is like I've been playing uh, Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Um, played about 20 minutes of it. So I'm pretty much a pro. I can review it right now, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a one. <laughs> the animal <laughs> physics suck. There's no where's the fruit physics? It's not there. No, it's beautiful. It's really like it is for me the first showcase of what the Xbox can do in a really big way. And as I'm driving through it, I'm like, oh man, this rumble kind of sucks. Oh man, these are, where's the where's the adaptive triggers? There's yeah. these motors in these triggers. I heard these babies, these bad boys got motors. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> it's like this game's so beautiful, but like there's that sensation I'm missing from when I was playing Dirt Five. And like, mm-hmm. there's something about the rumble there and the adaptive triggers that I just love so much. And I feel like I was just missing a little bit in Horizon. But that being said, I'm showing them Astros because you're right. Anybody, anybody could see a pretty thing. Go, wow, that's pretty. Like I could show you Demon Souls and go, whoa, that's that's a pretty game. Horizon, uh, you know, five, pretty game. But how is it really different? Mm-hmm. Like the games are pretty. Don't get me wrong, gorgeous yeah. games, but there's something new about this thing, and it's playing with your other sense, which is your your thingies, yeah, right, your sense of touch. So to to me, that's the game I'm showing them, and it's fun, it's whimsical, and most people know how to play a platformer. Yeah, you get the, the people understand the basic tenets, and so they're going to have more fun with that. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to show them Returnal because Returnal's way too tough, and people are going to give up on it fast so if i'm showing something i want that person to be playing it for a good 15 minutes and not feel frustrated not feel challenged actually just be lost in the tech that's what astros does i would not show them spider-man because i don't think spider-man's a graphical showcase i think it looks pretty like it looks really good on playstation 4 pro and it looks great on playstation 5 but it's not like the night and day to me, at least. And maybe it's just because sure. I've been playing on PS5 all so long now. I think. I now. think with that one, I think with Miles Morales, that would be a cool way for me. This is how I learned about it and, and realized my mistakes. Uh, how important sixty frames are. Oh yeah. I think. I think that would be the one to really showcase like how much smoother and more fluid everything is in yep. sixty frames. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whoo, man. 
That's been the year in review of the PlayStation 5. I want to end it with a grade system, Kyle. Uh, and how we do it is quite simple. We're rating it by platinum level or by trophy yes. level. Right? Mm-hmm. So is this a no trophy? Hey, listen, PlayStation 5 is great. You just don't need it now. Is this a bronze trophy where it's it's good? It's decent. It's fine. Is this a silver trophy? This thing is a very good console. Is this a gold trophy? A great console. You need this right now. Or platinum. This is absolutely a must-have. Go for it. Take it away. Oh, it's an easy platinum. I, I think as a fan of PlayStation, uh, I think you it is a must-have. And I know that's going to be hard to hear for those that are trying really hard to get it. Mm-hmm. Just know that your efforts are going to be uh, rewarded the yeah. t- the day you get it. Like there are so many amazing exclusive games that you can play on your PlayStation Five. It's a it's a no brainer. Uh, if if you are a fan of PlayStation whatsoever, get a PlayStation Five. It's a platinum. It's a platinum, but you don't buy don't buy it from a scalper. You don't no, need to buy a PlayStation don't. Five for six hundred yeah, no. bucks. You don't need, absolutely not. You no. need to buy it at its MSRP price. Because mm-hmm. if you're buying it at a thousand dollars, you are thinking this thing is a thousand dollar machine, and it is not. No, nope. it is not a th- like. If you want a thousand dollar machine, invest in a PC. Yes, honest to goodness. If you're investing that type of money, just go out there buy a PC. Yep. Buy it at, at its retail price, so you will not be disappointed. As much as I love the haptics, love the adaptives, love how fast this console is, that SSD craziness, it is still not something where it's like you need this tomorrow. But if you are a diehard PlayStation fan, yeah, keep on looking. I know the search is rough, but. You know, you miss it 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Jetski, Michael Scott. <laughs> Wayne Jetski? <laughs> Is that his name? Gretzky. Ah, whatever. Not a water motor vehicle. <laughs> now I'm thinking of a humanoid person, <laughs> but with a jet ski for, for, for oh, a head. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's playing hockey. Uh, He's really good at it. Really quickly, I do have, yeah. I, I never got to uh, circle oh, back to it, please. but the PS Plus games for the year of yeah, PS5. Yeah. I start off with Bug Snacks, then Worms Rubble, Just Cause 4, Rocket Arena, Man Eater, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Greedfall, Control Ultimate Edition, Concrete Genie, Destruction All Stars, Maquette, Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4, right. uh, Remnant from the from the Ashes, Farpoint, which is a VR game, Oddworld, Soulstorm, Days Gone, Zombie Army 4, Wreckfest, Battlefield 5, Stranded Deep, Operation Tango, Star Wars Squadrons, Virtua Fighter 5, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> a Plague Tale Innocence, Hunter's Arena Legends, which is a brand new game. Plants for Zombies Battle for Neighborville, Tennis World War Tour 2, Overcooked All You Can Eat, Predator Hunting Grounds, Hitman 2, Hell Let Loose, PJ Tour 2K21, Mortal Kombat 10, um, and then the onslaught of this year, which is not oh, this month, which is like three PSVR games. Yeah. And other standard games as well. Great year for PS Plus. Actually, probably, I'm going to just say it the best. Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake alone. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Huge. I don't care. You can't upgrade to PS5. That's a $60 game right there. Yeah. Hands down. Holy crap. Kyle, we are, this is going to be the longest episode of the Trophy Room, and I can't, I, I can't wait. I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it. I'm, <laughs> ooh, man. All right. So listen. Also, you're at work tomorrow, right? Because it's a holiday. No, I have work. Oh, our, no, they're our just like don't. we're red, white, and blue. 
Like, okay. really? That's all we're doing? All right. I'll see Wild. you in court. <laughs> uh, first off, also, probably the least patriotic thing you could do. You know, the Constitution says something along the lines of, like, you, like thou shall not fucking, like, wear the flag. Like, the flag is just supposed to be the flag. Like, you're yeah. not supposed to put it on apparel. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to put it on, like, your hat or, like, your pants. Like, that's not supposed to be a no-go or whatever. And, yeah. Oh. That's my soapbox. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. The reason I brought it up—I don't want to be festive. All right. The reason why I brought it up is usually we we are we've been recording earlier, so yeah. Joe has enough time to edit before. Oh no, this one's going to be late and going to be grouchy tomorrow. That's fine. Okay. All, all right. right, Kyle. That's been yeah. the year of PlayStation Five. It's been a fantastic year, and just to know that there's so many more along the oh, horizon. Baby. Literally, horizon February. Let's hey. go. But it's time before we wrap up this show to do a little bit of flash news. This comes from Nibel on Twitter. The interview uh, with in an interview with Jeff Keighley on the Game Awards, he says a lot of content for 2022 and 2023. The biggest lineup yet. 40 to 50 games to be featured in some capacity. New game announcements in the wow. double digits. Orchestra on stage teasing some true next gen stuff. Oh boy. I was already excited, but I'm very excited. I actually don't like this. <laughs> Why? That sets the bar too high? Not just it sets the bar too high. It's I don't want this just to feel like a big commercial. I want to celebrate the games this year. Oh, true. And that kind of gets away from it. So for yeah. me, I would like it where it's just like, no, 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 man. Like, I don't need 50 game reveals. I just want to, I just want to celebrate the games on stage. And I felt like last year... It was such a, like, the awards felt like an afterthought sometimes. That is true. I think, was it last year where they gave best performance in the pre-show or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I'm now that you say that. Yes. That is a bummer to have as you know, the awards take second. Yeah. But I also understand you want people to watch and you need advertisers. So I I also get that as well. Yeah. All right, Kyle, this one's a little bit of show and tell. Right? Oh, no, no, no. This was not the one that's a little show and tell. Guys, no. never mind. I, te- I tease. I tease. <laughs> uh, here's here's something. Have you heard this? Have you seen this, folks? Publisher NeoWiz, the soul-based developer Round 8 Studio, have revealed in the first gameplay footage of Lies P, a Souls-like action RPG with a grim bro- Baroque, 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 Baroque. twist. Words. The new trailer features some familiar combat mechanics such as pairing, as well as more unique ones like a grappling hook. The game is planned to release on the PlayStation 5 as well as PC, Google Stadia, we'll see, and Xbox Series X in 2023. And I texted you this. Yes. Because it's basically like a steampunk Bloodborne, it looks like. Steampunk French Revolution Bloodborne. Yeah. I am in. I implore yeah. everybody to watch this trailer. It looks freaking awesome. You can go, obviously, you can look it up yourself, but uh, 61 Indy tweeted out from the Twitter account yeah. about this. So you can go check it out there. Go check a look there. Check All look. right. This Speak one comes. Of check a look. Yeah. Devolver Digital. Oh! <laughs> Devolver Digital goes public, BB. Uh, this comes from IGN. Sony is set to make a 5% investment in Devolver Digital as they go public. This follows the announcement that Devolver Digital has valued to be at nine nine hundred 
and fifty million dollars. Holy Ooh. shit! After being a floating floated a floated on ATM and sub market of the London Stock Exchange. AIM. AIM. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Sony also put out a little bit of a tweet. Five percent interest or five percent stakes. Pretty pretty sizable. Pretty, and I think that's going to be money well spent. Yes. Devolver does excellent stuff. And if you want to breed some unique PlayStation exclusive indie stuff, not even exclusive, but just like unique indie game experiences, Devolver is where it's at. Yeah. And I know I do think you're right there because that 5% stake, again, pretty sizable. At the same exact time, you're like, okay, so we own a bit of your company now. We get a little bit of say here or there. Yeah, you're going to definitely, and they're already such tight partners as well. Yeah. This is, you're going to see some. We're this much closer to Nina Struthers taking over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, that's definitely going to be a skit. Okay. Next story. Because, again, we don't know stocks or anything. All those people in Devolver, very rich folks. Also, though, it does get me to think. Because now that they're not a private company, they now have to answer to stockholders. I guess that's how that works. So it's only a matter of time where they they have to make Call of Duty, you know? Oh, no. No, I think, honestly, Devolver's strength is their quirkiness. And the fact that there is not another publisher their size doing the things that they're doing. And I think that's what makes them such an appealing company. So yeah, yeah. they're going to have stockholders and all that stuff, but I don't think the creativity dies. I actually think it's going to probably thrive. Yeah. They are not afraid to make whatever they want to make. And they already, like they already announced a $50 million they get instantly here. It's going to go straight back into building their internal teams. Hell so yes. Yeah. I don't, don't panic. Don't don't panic just because of capitalism. I think yeah. it's going to be fine. All right. This one comes from the VGC. Are you ready? Have you heard of this? Have you seen this, folks? The PC and PlayStation 5 collection, which will contain Uncharted 4 and the expansion, The Lost Legacy, was announced in September and carries the official release window of early 2022. The PC version of arriving shortly after the PlayStation 5, according to Sony, that is. However, the the analysts of Australian Games Rating suggest that the collection could arrive as soon as February 2022. Oh, Another February's... goddamn game in February. Ah. Honestly, this makes sense because of the Uncharted movie. So sure. I, I think they're going to probably wait till the Uncharted movie set in stone and then they'll announce it alongside. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then Kyle, you have yeah, you have a little some, ditty you like to show me. Some, some, you know, just for the video watches as well. Just for I, well, I yeah. If you, I would highly suggest you go to the video so you can actually fully understand what I'm talking about. Um, shout out to Famous Seamus in the Discord. <laughs> I think me. he said, I think he posted something about this a week or two ago that PlayStation's doing this new um campaign called Seize the Seize the oh Throne. God. Seize the throne. Thank you. Okay. We're like it, also there's an echo on my end, but I don't think the audience will hear it. Oh, so continue. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. I don't know where that would be coming from. Um, yeah, seize the throne. Where PlayStation players who opt in, uh, every trophy they earn gets points and builds up a bar. Sharing screenshots and video also brings up the bar you get like exclusive avatars and stuff like that and at the end there might be some grand prizes like a ps5 giving away and stuff like that 
However, there is this. Um, remember that weird commercial before, like the last huge PlayStation showcase with yeah. the chess case thing. Where they spent way too long on it. Yes, <laughs> I remember. There, there's a thing on this Seize the Throne campaign where you can go and try to find all the Easter eggs. Hmm. For all the different games. And I, I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me go see if I can find them all. And I'm going through them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's from um, uh, that's the slime uh, icon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the land where Final Fantasy 16 is taking place. And that's cool. That's going by on the ticker. And then, uh, some of them I was just clicking all over the screen. Yeah. And here are three that just say surprise. Stay tuned for future details. I'm like, huh, that's weird. Why? Okay, so they're from an unannounced game, I assume, Mm -hmm. because all the other Easter eggs are from games. And so this first one looks like this alien frog toad holding something. Okay. I was like, what could that be from? Is that a Sly character? I don't remember it or anything. And it's different from the Sly Cooper mascot. Uh, the second one here is this outline on this back wall. I know it's going to be incredibly hard to see on the video, but it looks like someone flipping upside down hmm. kind of thing. I'm like, huh, that's cool. It looks like a shadow from Kingdom Hearts, like a heartless. Oh, no. Um, I don't think it's Kingdom Hearts related Thank at God. all. And then this last one is like this little jellyfish behind hmm. this woman's shoulder. And they all the say surprise. Thing. All say surprise. Stay tuned for future details. So I'm wondering... Are these all from the same game? And what is that game? Like hmm. uh, somebody on Twitter said, oh, maybe the, that's jellyfish from the new SpongeBob game. I was like, well, but the SpongeBob game exists. So they wouldn't, it's not a surprise. Like, right. Like this, we're getting another new SpongeBob game. We already know this. Yeah. So I, maybe this has already been talked about elsewhere. I just discovered it this like no, literally you- hours ago. You've uncovered something here, Kyle. I, I want everybody to check out our Twitter. I think you posted it on Twitter. Yeah, I retweeted it from the PS Trophy Room account. Yeah. I just don't. None of these scream to me like, you know, Bloodborne remake. Right. They. I don't recognize anything from Legend of Dragoon or mm-hmm. anything remake. Nothing like this guy doesn't scream Uncharted 5 or anything. <laughs> right. Like, I don't. I have zero idea what these could mean, but hmm. they're significant enough to be an Easter egg, right? but still listed as a surprise. So I maybe mean, Game Awards? Maybe Game Awards, but I also think like the little squiddy thing looks kind of like something out of uh, Concrete Genie. Oh, that's a good call. So but again, that. maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's very and of course you can go to seize the throne on the PlayStation website and do it for yourself much yeah. clearer when you get to those parts. I'm also like wondering what was that arcade game that Ellie played in the first Last of Us? Oh god, I have no idea. Cuz I'm like is this frog character like from that game like on the side of the cabinet or mm-hmm. something? And maybe this is just teasing the Last of Us remake. But I don't I don't know. I'm very curious. Okay. I'm going to keep my, uh, you know, we just talked about the Game Awards having some true next gen things. And there's that rumor going around that PlayStation is going to show something off in December. Yeah. So, like, something's lining up and I don't know what it is. And Kyle. I guarantee you there's this frog dude in there. You're on the, you're on the case. You're on the case. <laughs> <laughs> Someone make a noir story about this. This is great. All right. I'm closing my screen for you, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh my God. My face is just giant on the video version. (laughs) Hello. All right. Hmm. Let's take the tinfoil hat off now. Boop. 
Let's take it off. All right, but we now have to hold on to something, so maybe hold on to the hat. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront this week. November 8th, Blue Reflection, second light on PlayStation 4. November 9th, Airborne Kingdom, Bunny Factory, Jurassic World Evolution on PS5 and PS4. Fun fact, my... Uh, my, my the second one, by the way. Yeah. Evolution 2. My friend Amy who is not a gamer by any stretch of the imaginations. Yeah. She was mesmerized by this game because she's a huge Jurassic Park fan. That's cool, yeah. And and she's like, how do I play this? (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know, buy a PlayStation. She's like, how much is a PlayStation? (laughs) Too much money. All right, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, uh, the one-shot adventure on PlayStation 4. So this is a... This is the standalone (laughs) DLC from Borderlands 2, from what I understand. So will this have a plat? I don't know, but they, they've literally taken that DLC and made it a standalone thing for Wonderland. How long is this game? Uh, I can look that up real quick. Please. Uh, November uh, 10th, 90, or sorry, 8090B on PlayStation 4. A Pretty Old Bunny on PlayStation 5 PS4. Pansu Hunter, Back to the 90s PS5. <laughs> What is this? Real Farm. This one's for Ribo. Premium Edition on PS5. November 11th, GTA Trilogy. Oh, boy. We'll see how that's going to look. Does that look good so far? For I, I, I hope it's good. I, I hope it's know. I hope it's better than the PS2 classic versions. I, do we know if this was ported out of, out, out of studio or is this Rockstar I, themselves? I don't know. All right. So I won't get on that case. Uh, and then, last but not least, the, the game that will always sell no matter what. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition on PS5 and PS4. Xbox, I thought you bought Bethesda. Why am I reading Skyrim for the 80th goddamn time? This is the <laughs> take one. Take it away. You can take it away now. Take it away. Take it away um, now. Also, the- fun fact, actually, bring it back to uh, Elden Ring. They have those type of encounters where, like, dragon comes out of nowhere. And I was like, you know, Ooh. it's been a minute since we've had something like that in an open world game. I'm down. Uh, that Tiny Tina DLC, which yeah. has been reworked to be standalone with yeah. some added things in this PS4 uh, version of it. Excuse me. Um, five and a half hours to beat originally. Okay. Uh, as a as as a DLC. How's that plant looking? Uh, I'm looking that up Please. right now. Please. Um, I do want to go back and 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 play it it's been a while but this is this is what i love from borderlands is this dlc in particular because it deals with with like actual heavy character things with tiny tina Mm. um it's actually like a very good story in my opinion so yeah i hope i hope it's good okay last but not least we're gonna close out the show with the return of the sony pony express i know we did it yeah, but here's the thing. I got a message because usually you can send in your your questions via Discord, via Twitter. This time, or via email. This time, we got one from the PlayStation message. I got a PlayStation message. Oh, this cool. is from Bad Ted six six six. The side of the beast writes in from the UK. By the way, hey, question for the show. I really sorry. Like, oh, sorry. This is... Okay, Are gotcha. You okay? Are you yeah, no, okay? No, I got it, I got it. Got, got, got. 
they, they did a little misspelling here, so I'm, I'm getting it right. I really like the What's New feature on the PlayStation 4 and used it as a social media sort to like and comment on my friend's trophies. Do you or Kyle think it might come back to the PlayStation 5 console and app? And do you both like it? Love the podcast, by the way. Love you, Bat Dad 666. Sign of the beast. Much love. Um, honestly, I'd never use this feature. I I know um there have been times where I've seen like some people have liked my stuff on PS4. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. It, there was that whole screen where it looked very much like Pinterest with like various trophies yeah. that were unlocking. Yeah. That was cool. Robbie Bobby Miller would like some of my trophies. I'm yeah. like, Robbie Bobby Miller, you're a man of taste. Yeah, I th- I think it's a cool idea. I honestly would rather have that than the discover card yeah. where it's just telling me about cool things that my games that I'm, that I'm already playing or doing. Yeah. I think that would be, I think that would be cool to see yeah. what my friends are, what kind of accomplishments would be like, could you imagine just having like a wall as you scroll of just like cool video shares that we, we, we took, right. Yeah. Like think of Elden Ring. Like you, you post a video of like a boss you just killed, and you scroll down and you see me taking out a Tremor Tusk in Horizon in a cool way. Like, I think that would be super, super cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, do I think it'll make a return on PlayStation Five? Probably not. Though. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But yeah, I, what is a feature that I'd like on PlayStation Five that's like completely unique? I don't know. There's nothing that really comes to mind. The ability to reward people with trophies. There you kind go. of like a like kind of like a Nintendo uh uh gold coin to I forgot what they yeah. call them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you get coins from like doing random things. Well like, they they have accolades, but no one uses them. And maybe that's what you know what? Maybe that's what this that like they're like, you know what, like not enough people are using this app. We'll turn it into accolades, and I feel like people use it less. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I've had one accolade, people say that I'm helpful. Hey appreciate that i appreciate that i do yeah um two people have yes. the platinum in that tiny tina thing already okay um so it's it here. doesn't seem too bad it's like reach level 35 which i assume is pretty fast because it is just a dlc thing yeah but you know you you got like the phase lock 100 enemies kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh there's one called kill a chubby uh <laughs> complete all side missions some like mission specific things Mm -hmm. so it doesn't seem too bad okay i actually might try it out because a you really like it i want to i want to do this for you you. because the one thing sean capri's like you know how good of a friend kyle is he he, (laughs) like you know how much that meant when he when he platinum bloodborne yeah he did that for you and i'm like you know what that's sweet that is yeah Yeah. i want to end on one note though kyle Uh uh-oh you know what? No, I'll save it for the after show. Uh-oh. I'll save it for the after show because I have thoughts on your little Bloodborne critique. You really went after oh, me. Oh, jeez. So, Kyle. It's not even a bad critique. It's a bad critique. It's a bad take. It's not. Kyle, what do you like to spotlight before oh, we get on out of here? I'd like to spotlight myself. I'm going to get reamed out on the after show. <laughs> Mr. K. Step on Twitter, on PSN, and on Xbox. You can follow all the indie game coverage that I do as part of 6-1 Indie. That's S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E. We just launched a Patreon over there. So go check out patreon.com slash 6-1 Indie for all the cool things we've got going on over there. Right after you check out ours. Oh, yeah. Check out here, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a competition, Joe. I'm God, this after show, I'm going to get beat up. 
Oh, I just feel it in my soul. No, no, no. Hey, you can check out. I'm going to sh- show up next week with a black eye and bandages all over my face. You can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. You can find the show at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the Trophy Room wherever you find your podcast service, whether that is Apple Podcasts, whether that is Spotify, whether that is Google Podcasts, whether that is, I don't know, you, you name it. Sound shapes, whatever, we're there. <laughs> Find us there and the video version at the Trophy Room show. Uh, and yeah, our Patreon, PS Trophy Room. Again, we got a whole bunch of new stuff. We're Kyle, Sean, and I are sitting down tomorrow. We're talking. Ooh, we're yay. talking console wars. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah, exclusive to Bronze Trophy uh, members over at our Patreon. All that good stuff. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Help me. I love you.